mute everyone.
I want to start the show with my fabulous guest today, Marco L., owner of Complete Package Coaching. So let me tell you a little bit about Margot. Uh, Margot, the way that I met her was because I was in need of looking for a coach. And I actually Googled looking for coaches in the Chicago area. And uh, this particular service came up. I clicked on it, went through it, and I seen her profile, read everything about what she had to offer, and it seemed like a great fit. And we made the contact, and Margo and I worked together for, uh, I don't know, maybe six weeks or so, um, six or eight weeks. And it was a great experience because she taught me so much, and I think we ended up <laughs> helping one another. Uh, so how could I not have this fabulous lady on the What's Your Why show so that we can have a conversation and she could spread some of that knowledge and love to uh, some of our listeners. And to tell you a little bit about Margo, uh, she studied classical piano, uh, vocal performance. I was telling her, you've done so much. Uh, the School of Natural Healing, Acting, Musical, uh, performance, modeling, ballet, salsa dancing, ballroom, uh, speech therapy, and uh, she's certified wellness coach, and the list go on. And I told her that, I said, Mark, oh my God, you, you just do a lot, and you have a lot of credentials, and it was just a no-brainer to have her join me today. So without further ado, Please welcome Margo to the show. Hey, Margo. Hi. How you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, you know what? We're, you, you don't have to loosen up. You don't have to be so formal. <laughs> 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 because I see that your tone changed. So it's like you, you, we, we're just having a conversation today jump right in and um, you and I were talking very briefly off air before we started and I was just naming uh, a lot of the things that you do and and, and um, your education and background so I wanted you to tell the, the listeners a little bit more about how did you get started uh, with your business and what does Oh, goodness, it's a funny backstory. So I guess since enough time has elapsed, uh, I can tell the story behind it. What happened was when I was younger um, in elementary school and high school, people would actually pay me to do their homework. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, it is. <laughs> and from a very early age, my mother would always tell me, in order to be successful at anything, the ones who can really compete and who are worth their salt have to be complete packages. You don't want mm -hmm. to just be good at one thing or one facet of your business. You want to have multiple talents or, or multiple capabilities within your chosen field, and that's what's going to make you stand out. So she always, okay. um, you know, insisted upon being a complete package and being well-rounded. So that's where the music came from and the dance. I was in any and every program you can think of, you know, every extracurricular 
for fine arts and entertainment. And my mother's a, a master herbalist. So oh, wow. she got okay. me. We, we always we, we always did Eastern medicine, very rarely Western. I was never able to take pills or certain medications or anything like that. Didn't really get shots. And so I've always been, been a naturopath. Very uh-huh. rarely would I, uh, would I go to the Western medicine way versus an Eastern medicine way. Um, I believe in the, the mantra, physician heal thyself. You know, everything that we need, our creator already provided for us. So everything can come from the earth that we need, or we can just use okay. our own innate senses to find better solutions. So, and my dad was a bodybuilder, and he, was, uh, he competed. So between uh, uh, a musician who was a, a herbalist and a, a bodybuilder, I've always had the stage and being healthy ingrained in me. Okay. And so okay. it, I developed an interest. And, and so in school, I was always in the talent shows, there has never been, and I don't say this to brag, I'm just saying this as a fact, there's never been any competition that I've entered that I did not win when it comes to performing arts. Okay. And, but it's because my mother always told me to be a complete package. That's why. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. the advantage I had over the other people. They only had one talent, whereas I had others to fall back on. And so even academics, you know, I got paid to do people's homework. I'm like, oh, okay, so you can have the brains and you can also have the fun. And it just kind of stuck. Oh, you're a complete package. You're well run. I'm like, hmm, the name just kind of developed into itself. And it, it was an evolution from there. And this started back in 97. You know, I was okay. still a child at the time. <laughs> but I've always remembered that. And then, you know, I started the company and I had to name it that. Okay. And um, that is very interesting because I tend to tell people all the time that you're very lucky if you're a type of person that at a young age know that they want to be a physician, right, and then they go to school and I'm a doctor and that's what they wanted to do with their life. But I personally never felt that pull towards any one career. For me, I want to do a lot of different things because I am creative at a lot of different things. And I never considered it as a complete package, but it's just that I have so many that I am passionate about and good at that my attention and things that I, I, I am involved in speaks very uh, much so to who I am, uh, from spirituality to writing my books to speaking. All of those things really add up to, um, to describe who Monica is. And so all of the things that you're most passionate about reflects who you are as a as an individual as Margot, and so that does in, in essence create a complete package would you say mm-hmm. and Absolutely. Um, and I did touch on with the audience prior to starting with how I met you which was coaching and the importance of investing in yourself and a lot of people think of um, securing um, a coach for whatever aspect of their life that it's an expense. But it, it's a, for me, I look at it as an entrepreneur. It's a um, investment. If you want to get better at whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's voice lessons, dancing, or uh, finance, whatever it is in your life that you're working on, the importance of investment and investing in yourself and how it yields such great uh, results. And I wanted you to touch a little bit on that uh, from your perspective, the importance of investing in yourself and being smart with finances, career, and choices. 
Absolutely. I have another. I have a lot of mantras. <laughs> you know this. Ah, yes. <laughs> a lot of our talk. But I think that you and I share the one about um, cheap work ain't good and good work ain't cheap. So, <laughs> yes. A lot of times so- when people, when it comes to investing in, in in oneself, people look for the cheap route. And I believe mm-hmm. you get what you pay for. You, I really do believe that when it comes to certain goods mm-hmm. and services, you get what you pay for. Um, and so a lot of the objections that I meet when I, when I prospect people to, to do work with and work for, um, you know, they're like, well, the one person they want to do is negotiate price. And one thing you have to understand as a business person is your time is your biggest asset. That's, that's one thing you have that you cannot get back. You have to Absolutely. treat your time as a commodity. And so people will treat you the way that you allow yourself to be treated. Uh, so if you treat your time as something that's negotiable and something that's cheap, people are going to treat it that way. They're not going to value you as much. I always I have another one. I say Louis Vuitton doesn't go on sale. You know, if you want <laughs> that, that, that tier or that quality, then you are going to pay for it. And, and payment doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary. You're going to pay with time you invest. You're going to pay with effort. There's always a payment. You have to exchange something. And good things don't come for free. There's always something in exchange for something good. So you can't be cheap with yourself. You cheat yourself by doing that. So find the best quality that you can, you know, that you can afford, and know that you're worth it. You have to, be, you have to treat yourself as though you are worth it. And investing in – the best investment you can make is in yourself. Spend a Absolutely. lot of money, effort, and energy on things that do not benefit us in any way whether it's financially, emotionally, mentally, or doesn't advance us in, in, in any way. And we spend so much time, money, energy in those things, yet we don't spend nearly as much in ourselves. And you're your biggest asset. And I just wish okay. that people would have a mindset of that. You have to be willing to invest in yourself and not put a price tag on your own self-worth when it comes to what you're willing to do for you. That is so true because as people do um, try to create deals or ask for a deal or uh, a discount or, wow, that's expensive. I've been met with some of that uh, before as well. And it's, it's very interesting. You want the service, yet you, you, wanna, you feel that it's expensive or that you don't want to pay uh, you don't believe it's worth that service. And I think when you're not an entrepreneur, you have to definitely believe that you're worth what you're charging and, and be able to bring that to the table with someone. And another thing, most people don't, the reason why they don't value it is because they, sometimes they don't feel that you have the name recognition. People are willing to go invest and spend in Louis Vuitton because that's that's a name brand. And it's like, okay, well, who are you? And why would I pay for that? And why should I give my money to that? And the second thing most people won't do it is because, like you mentioned, they don't value themselves enough to invest money. Um, we it, it costs more to work on yourself uh, internally than it does externally. We can dress ourselves mm-hmm. up with fancy clothes and beautiful makeup, cars, all of those things, we can do that. But when it comes to working on our personal growth, on our self-esteem, who we are as a person, that's expensive. And we're not willing to put that money towards that uh, because it's, as you said, it's, we don't feel that worth, that we, that, that, that we are an investment. And you are. 
house or you, all of those things are investments. But when it comes to your own personal growth, a lot of people will will um, say that it's too expensive. I'm not interested. I don't want to do that. Is it for free? Or, or they don't even bother doing mm-hmm. anything at all. And it's so important to um, to actually spend time investing in yourself. So for you, how did you get into coaching? Uh, what was your, your start and why were you interested in getting into coaching? Because at, at school, people would always come to me. I would be the person people would confide in or the one they wanted to help them with their homework or eventually pay to just do the homework all together. <laughs> but it just, it, I, I felt a fiduciary responsibility. You know, I felt good that people trusted me so much. Mm-hmm. People always I'm good at keeping people's secrets secret. I was never one to go around gossiping information that I knew about people, even when okay. they may have crossed yeah. me. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel that trust is one of the most valuable things a person can give you. Um, you know, when Absolutely. you have someone's trust, you have, to, you have to really guard that. And so I'm like, well, you know what? I noticed uh, over the years that so many people have so many hangups and, and insecurities about public performance. It's public performance is the number one fear in the world, public speaking. It's like so many polls and studies have been done that show that a person at a funeral would rather be in the casket than to be given a eulogy. <laughs> because of the fear. Because of the fear. That is an interesting analogy. <laughs> and, and, and that's a fear that I never knew. I crave, I crave the stage. If, if I'm not the center of attention, I have a problem with that. <laughs> Where so many people, where so many people have the uh, the opposite, they're so afraid. I'm like, what? Yep. Are you serious? And I've never understood that fear. They're, like the fears mm-hmm. I have are not, but not the fears that most people share. And I'm like, wow, you're scared of that. I'm like, you're not scared of bears and lions and tigers, but you're scared to talk in front of people. And I just like to help people subside that because, okay. yeah, you're. I believe that your voice is your business card. Before people mm-hmm. see you, they, they most likely will speak to you or you may, they may read something that you're reading. Your voice isn't just your spoken voice. It's the things you write. Um, even the way you carry yourself, it, it all says something, whether it's, you know, literally or figuratively. So when people don't have confidence in what they exude and what they, how mm-hmm. they're portrayed to other people, and um, I'm able to help them get over that fear that only they have, usually we, we think people are thinking so many things that they're not even thinking about us. And Absolutely. if I can just help, help someone get out of their own head and get out into the world and get out and be counted, it just makes me feel so good to see someone introverted finally go up to someone at a social event and say, hello, here's my card, hi, how are you, and not have sweaty hands and, you know, be ready to die. <laughs> it's just a good feeling, and I wanted to repeat mm-hmm. that. And I wanted to replicate that and eventually made a business out of it. I enjoy making people feel good about themselves. We tear each other down so much as a society. Absolutely. So to be able to uplift people and make them feel confident and competent in an otherwise um, negative environment, it's a great feeling. I've had people tell me that they were close to suicide because they were so afraid of whatever it was or they felt that people Mm -hmm thought negatively of them, and then eventually, you know, they felt like, you know, after I talked to you and after you showed me these things, I feel better about me. And it's just a great feeling for someone to just feel like they belong and that they have value and not to put your, the value, your value in someone else's opinion. 
you know what, that is so interesting that um, people do seek uh, society itself seeks, um, most people seek uh, the opinions of others, approval of others. And I've read studies that say that, yeah, public speaking is the, uh, is a fear of so many, uh, so many people out there. And one of the, the main reasons for that is because they don't want to be judged. If I have to stand up here in front of you, uh, what are you saying about me? What are you saying? Like you said, that most people are so afraid and oftentimes we're not even thinking any of the things that you think we're thinking about, but people are afraid of being judged. So because of that, they don't want to stand in front of anyone because then I'm being seen because now you, you're looking at me and now you're, you're talking about me and it, it, it can, if you allow it to control you, it can totally take over. Uh, when you are on stage, uh, I can't say that I share your excitement about yes, give me that microphone <laughs> and let me get on stage. Yeah, but uh, I have found it to be a comfortable place for me, and uh, I, I, and one of the reasons why I look at it differently is because I feel like I am providing them with the service. If you're willing to pay to see me or to to you know or to invite me to come to an event to speak then I think it's my duty to be able to provide you with uh, some nuggets, with some information, with some insights that you can take home and apply to your life. So what, whatever that speaking engagement is, I, I go in with the mindset of, can I serve and help the people that is here to hear me? And uh, that, that tends to help me actually get over my fear when I get on stage, because right before I get on there, I'm nervous. And you would think that by now it's like, um, no, but it, it's, it's crazy. Once I get that microphone and get there, then all of that go away. And it's just that moment right before hitting the stage that I get that little, that little bit of uh, stage fright. But it's like once I'm in it, I, I feel the energy of the crowd. I, I feel very much involved, and I feel that I am able to – help them and oftentimes once I'm off um, and I'm done speaking I do get people that come up and give me feedback and thank you and, and what you said was helpful and it makes it all the wow and make it um, very meaningful uh, doing the work uh, that uh, public speaking yields uh, but it's definitely something that's that's interesting um, uh, path I should say to take and for me the path chose me I didn't choose it but <laughs> here I am and one of the reasons why I did um, seek your service was because I was going through that um, feeling of am I am I, is this right am I doing the right thing I need to be polished on this I need to be I need to work on that and we tend to do that um, to ourselves, and I wanted to touch on that uh, very briefly about how we will talk ourselves out of doing things because out of fear and out of out of fear of judgment or ridicule, and we are oftentimes our worst critic. We will tear mm -hmm. ourselves down. Not never mind society or people we know. We will do it to ourselves in our dark, our darkest moment. And, and as a coach, and I know uh, we're gonna, I want you to tell me all about the services you provide, but um, 
one of the things I'm sure when you are coaching is uh, you mentioned is just helping people get over that and feeling confident and feeling more in control of their life. Do you find that to be one of the main um, fears or aspects when you're working with your clients is that they are just so critical of themselves in general? Yes. And what the funny thing is, without fail, every first session I have with people, and it's most of my, my clients are, are singers or, 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 or stage performers, the first mm-hmm. thing they do is they go sit in the corner, and, and you would think I was taking them to the guillotine. Like, this. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're clammed up and afraid. And I'm like, I, I, my presence is not intimidating in the least bit. I'm five foot three, you know, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not someone that, would tower over you and make you feel <laughs> super small or anything. But the first thing I tell them is I, I don't bite. You know, I'm here to have fun. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. My approach mm-hmm. is so lighthearted and laid back, and it's almost like we're just having a friendly visit. I'm not a really okay. structured person because I believe that each person needs something tailor-made to them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really have a lesson plan that's already pre-made. I tailor-make every session to the person. Because what works for one is not going to work for everyone else. And I also let them know that I'm scared too. Everybody's afraid. Everybody has their fears and hang-ups and idiosyncrasies and everything like that. Uh-huh. The, the, the trick is to not allow those things to stop you. I have things that, 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 that bother me significantly. You know, there's hang-ups and things that I have, but the goal is to not allow them to stop me. You know, even, even becoming a coach. People say uh-huh. because uh, people, people often look down because I'm not of the age of most coaches. I'm a, I'm a lot younger than people in my field. And uh-huh. so usually when you're younger than people, people feel that they instantly have an advantage because they have seniority. And I respect people that are older than me, but I'm not going to allow myself to be belittled because you think you are better than I am. And you okay. have to have a level of arrogance. And, and I say arrogance, and I mean that in a positive way. If you uh-huh. know that you done what you need to do to prepare yourself for what you're doing, you better walk in that and hold your head up and, and, um, and let that confidence shine through. We have to not allow ourselves to be intimidated by someone else's status or popularity or age or experience. The goal is, are you, the question is, are you effective? You can ask background questions all day long and where did you study and what did you do? Yeah, that doesn't matter if you're not effective. So yeah. I would rather hire someone who has proven uh-huh. methods who's effective than someone who has 45 degrees in something and can't seem to figure out how to, how to make it around the corner. So it's just one of those things. You pay for effectiveness. That's what, that's what you want in the service. It's like getting, getting a medicine. You can continue to pay these expensive prices for these pills that are making you sicker, or mm-hmm. you can use a home remedy, you know, like our grandparents and things. They would make some weird concoction the next day you feel better. And they don't have a medical degree, but they know what they're doing. I want that person. I would prefer experience over education any day. My question is, is it going to work? I want to pay for something that works. So I don't care about a lot of people's backgrounds. I care about, is it going to work? And that's what you want to ask yourself when you're looking for any service provider in anything. Yeah, that's cool and all that you've got all these letters and numbers and certifications, but is it going to work for me? Mm -hmm. And so that's where a lot of the intimidation comes from. Oh, I don't have the same accreditation that this person has, or I don't have, no, but what do you have? And if you know that you have something that works, then you walk in that, and you own it, and, and, and you shut it down. 
that is funny because most people you know, um, will say, if that's the first thing that they're looking for, what, what's your education? Where did you go to school? What's, what's um, you know, your background? And oftentimes life itself, for a lot of us, it is your mm-hmm. background. That is your education. I didn't have to go to school mm-hmm. to, to, to learn it. it. Life taught me. <laughs> it was like I qualified myself. And um, I have those initials, those, you know, that, that degree that, that now qualifies me. And I have found to be very true that oftentimes just because you have a degree in a certain subject don't necessarily mean that you're qualified to do that job. And um, I think we're starting to get away from that. It's so antiquated that, okay, you have to have a degree to do this job and not necessarily work experience uh, go a lot further than just going to school and having that education. Not to say that or diminish or to say there's something wrong with the education, but we tend to look at that as being a deciding factor when it comes to looking for or seeking help. And obviously, if you're mm-hmm. looking for something in a medical field or, or an attorney, then obviously you're going to be looking for someone that has those credentials. But when it comes to coaching, um, mm-hmm. what are some of the things, I know that you, you, you touched a little bit, but what are some of the key factors that set you apart from some of the other coaching services out there? I believe uh, the the Probably the biggest factor is that I have the most unorthodox methods in the world. I don't, I'm not textbook. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, main coaching services, oh, well, in school we did this, and they, they think that everybody needs the same treatment. Mm-hmm. I actually read each person. I'm like, okay, that's going to work for you. And I really, really tr- try to make it tailor-made for you. I'm all about specificity. I want people to feel special, and, and no one feels when everyone is special, no one's special, if that makes sense. If you do use the same thing for everybody, then you just feel like a face in the crowd. And I just want people to feel like what, what we're doing is specific for me. For example, a lot of my, my singers, a lot of voice coaches use the mm-hmm. same uh, warm-ups and methods and that, but everyone's voice is different. Everything from your, your physiology has an effect on how your voice comes out, and people don't understand that. Uh, certain health conditions, um, your your uh, your bone structure, the way that your teeth are, all those things, they play a, a role in how the sound is going to come out. So I mm-hmm. master the art of sound manipulation. So um, if there's an aspect of your voice that you do not like or one that you'd like to improve upon, we actually go into the physiology of it, and I show you how to internally manipulate anything that's working against you. It's just like, you know, muscles. We train the whole body, not just one part. It's a complete package again. Yeah, you, can, you may mm-hmm. sound good singing, but if your methods are damaging or not appropriate or not going to be healthy in the long term, we need to fix that. So I actually will look into you. You know, I will look at your bone structure. I'll look at your, your, your physiology and things like that, and we'll come up with a plan that works for you in your current state. And if you're progressing, we, we, we change as we go. There's not a quick mm-hmm. fix, and that's one of the reasons why I do not recommend finding YouTube videos or, or, you know, videos that are general because general is not for everyone, and that's where people get frustrated. Oh, I found this video. That's yeah. great, but that's not for you. That's very general. You want something that's specific to you mm-hmm. because the teacher, that's, the person that's giving that, that seminar is not speaking to you directly, 
And usually when people have issues, especially as a professional, there are things that are underlying that you have to take into consideration. And that's what I think sets me apart the most, the fact that I find specificity and we actually get into the root of it and we find a way to, to make it actually work for you as opposed to against you, whatever it is that you're trying to correct or trying to enhance. That, that, like, I know firsthand that you're like that. (laughs) Yes, you do. You had me doing. Uh, And I'm like, what is this, Marco? But I knew that was a message. Like, Monica, don't worry while you're standing on your head. A promise is going to work, you know? (laughs) So I know that you are absolutely speaking the truth. It was like, why do I have to do this? And but I, I, there was a, a reason why, and there was a method to the madness, and that was one of the things that I, I enjoyed most, was because it wasn't right out of a textbook. It was, it was something different each week. Each session was different from the last. I don't think we ever did something um, twice. It was okay. We're working on this now, and I have applied those skills into my everyday life. And it is so helpful and beneficial. And um, someone asked me, what's the purpose of, of, a, of a coach? And I was actually was kind of taken back by that. And, they, and, and so I wanted to inquire more. So I asked the person, well, what do you mean? What's the purpose of a coach? Well, everything that I want to know, what you just said, oh, I can find on YouTube. I've had someone say, oh, mm-hmm. I can Google that. And <laughs> you're like, what? You can Google that? You could go on YouTube? But some of this material, if you go on YouTube, once you put a video up, in a, unless you deleted it, it's up there for years. So this could be outdated mm-hmm. information. What's on, on the Internet, on Google, it is, like you said, it's not specific to you. When you work with a coach, you're working with someone that's working directly with you based off of your needs. The fact that you don't see mm-hmm. the value in having a coach for whatever, the, whatever you need for whatever aspect of your life is very interesting that you don't find value in that. You know, because we look for the easiest, cheapest way um, mm-hmm. to, to get what we need. And like you said, you pay for what you get. It was like I would never mm-hmm. go to YouTube for coaching. It was like it never even crossed my mind to do that. I went to Google to look for one to seek mm-hmm. the help, but never to use it as a tool to help me in what I specifically needed help with. And that was the thing that you were able to bring to the service for me was that your first question was, what do you need help with? What do you think is wrong? And let's do an assessment. And I found found that to be very valuable is that you need to assess the person individually and to find Mm -hmm. out what it is that they are seeking. And you actually told me, girl, bye. Ain't nothing wrong with you. I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) And you like, but you did help me. And I think that for anyone that, that seems to think that there is no value in coaching, I challenge Mm -hmm. you. To, to seek one and to to take some some um some uh, to find the services because it is so beneficial and so and and it changed your life and 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 I found that the the person that's 
uh, the most skeptic and the one that uh, don't believe in something tend to be the one that get the most out of whatever it is. It was like, wow, this changed my life. It's always seemed to be that way, that the person that doubts the most is the one that needs it. And uh, mm-hmm. I found that to be true in my career, you know, with my services that I provide. It's the same thing. It's like, well, you needed it. You were the main one that was, a, you know, um, didn't believe, but then you found out how useful that you do work. Um, you did mention that you work with um, um, singers and you work with actors. And obviously we touched on that you worked with me as a speaker. How did you did you venture out into these different, um, into having a clientele that's so vast with with all of the different professions? How are, how are you able to move from being, um, from coaching a singer to moving to acting to working with speakers? That's very interesting within itself. These are things that I do myself. So I meet a lot of people, but the majority of my business comes from referral. Um, you know, people who uh-huh. were satisfied with what we did and they told someone or, you know, they might have had a production and so the other cast members might be like, oh, wow, what happened with you? And, oh, here's who I worked with. So a lot of it is referral. And that's the best okay. promotion you can get is referral because it's a source you trust. And if someone uh-huh. you trust tells you something, you're going to be interested in it over just, um, you know, a blind or a cold lead. So a lot of it is just from referrals. And you know, I've always been into acting and singing and modeling and dancing and all the things because I just, again, I crave attention. Um, so, <laughs> but, but I just, I just really like performing. I do. I like, I like performing. So, and I'm an only child. So with that, you know, I had to find that ways to entertain myself. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I had to find ways to entertain myself. <laughs> So I would, you know, I would, my mom would tell the story best, but I would have all my dolls lined up on the couch. That was my audience. Really? Uh-huh. And I would, I would perform to my dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me and Mr. Microphone. I would <laughs> wow. Well, that was very yeah. creative, and now you get to perform in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I always wanted to be a performer, and I, I loved dancing and singing, and so... My mom found ways for me to be in extracurricular activities that helped fine-tune those interests, and it just, it just never stopped. And people were like, oh, well, how do you do that? Well, I can show you. It's going to cost you. I've always been a hustler. So. <laughs> because the moment you give something for free, again, you don't, people don't value things you, you give away. It's, you know, that whole why buy the cow thing yeah. when you can get the milk for free. Uh-huh. So I believe that everyone should invest something, even if it's a little bit. I always charge something for my services just so when you have skin in the game, you can value it more. Because I've, I've done things for free before, and it's offensive the way people value things that you give them <laughs> when, when they don't invest anything in it. So I don't ask people for things for free, and I'm offended when people ask me to do things for free. Because I'm like, well, you know, this is my job. Keep that in mind. Even though it's not a conventional office job, this is still my job. This is how I eat and how I support myself and my family. So you're asking me to work for free, in essence, that's slavery. And when I break it down, and we're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, <laughs> this is my job. So you have to at least be willing to offer me something. I may be willing to offer you some type of discount, but you have to be willing to offer someone something. It's the most offensive thing. To ask someone to give you something for free, that's like saying, hey, you're, you're not valuable. That's what the, the equivalent mm-hmm. of that is, is too. It's, it's, 
it's just like I tell a lot of the women, you know, say, for example, there's a guy who's interested in you and he asked to speak with you before even taking you out. Would you not be offended by that? Absolutely it's the same. Not. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's the same thing. You know, you have something that you, at least I hope you value that. Um, <laughs> and if someone's just asking for it for free, and then the clincher is the expectation. When people mm-hmm. expect you to oh, give yeah. them something for free. And they're mad because you won't. And I'm like, wait a minute. So that, that's, that, that's the part, the audacity to be offended that I'm not willing to give you what I work so hard for, for free, just because Thank we're cooler, we're family, and we're friends. That's the part that I, I try to get people to understand. That is the most offensive thing you can do is ask someone to give, them something for free, to give you something for free that they work so hard to build. But they I can talk about that today.
that I actually wrote down and still says that I am the right person for the right people. And that is one of my affirmations that, and I think you told me that on our first um, session. And you know, I had that little purple and white notebook during our <laughs> each session we had, and I still <laughs> use it. I am the right person for the right people. And for me, that speaks so much to being an entrepreneur is that, you know what, your, your clientele is not everyone. It, 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 you have to be mm-hmm. very clear on who you're, you're, you're seeking and, and um, who will be interested in your services. And I think we cast this wide net that we want to help everybody. And yes, you want, you want to put your business out there. You want to serve everyone. But the truth of the matter, people like you based who you are, the energy, over what you look like, over you, do mm-hmm. we have something in common? How does that feel? And I tell people that you are your brand. You are absolutely, you walk and speak your brand. Even when you think when you're going in the store, you're a brand. And and mm-hmm. you have to represent yourself. And it takes a lot of work to do that. Um, and I know that um, you and I have, have had countless conversations about that and how you have to show up in the world and manifesting and affirming uh, the things that you want to see happen. And um, I have a vision board. I think you and I mm-hmm. talked about that. And I swear, I, I look at that, I have two vision boards. And I'm forever manifesting, writing down, believing, affirming, self-checking myself when it comes to um, having doubt or, or sometimes having that little voice that, that's starting to come back up to tell me, you know what, this is never going to work type of thing. And it's, it can be challenging, but rewarding at the same time when you meet someone that says, man, thank you. And sometimes it makes it all the while when you do what you do is because someone said, thank you for helping me and thank you for changing my life. It makes it meaningful. And you feel that, you know what, let me keep going. And um, mm-hmm. I find that in my, in my life all the time, even from people that read my book and um, read to me or have said, man, thank you for that book and sharing your story. It's because you don't know who, you, who life you can affect and change and how you can show up in there, you know, and sometimes it's just in passing. It may be a five-minute exchange with someone, and it's just something within that five minutes that you say or do that change their life and move them on a different direction. So for me, it's always been that way. Um, and for you, do you feel that this is your calling and that you feel that this is just something that you were just meant to do? Yes, and I say that because it keeps finding me. I've run from it so much <laughs> over the years, and it keeps catching up to me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, it is. And and it's something that I feel natural doing. Okay. I've never felt so natural and, and so myself with without even having to put much thought into it than, mm-hmm. than I do when I'm performing or when I'm interacting with people and helping them feel better about themselves. Um, you know, I have the nine to five job as well. And I'm just like, I can't wait to not do that so I can do this. Yeah. And it's one of those things or, you know, certain capacities where people have not hired me to be their coach. I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to toss my card in your mouth right now. You know, it's one of those things where, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm constantly met with opportunities to, to do what I love to do. And, yeah, so it's definitely my calling. It's, it's not even a calling. It's an instinct. I was born instinct. with it. Mm-hmm. It's something I was born with. 
and it's inside. It's a part of me. It is a part of you, and and the thing about that is, uh, I've had someone say to me, "How do you know?" And I tell them, "It's just a knowing. It, it, it really mm-hmm. is. It, you just you just know because it doesn't feel um, like stress. Like Unnatural. working nine mm-hmm. to five, it's, it, it, yeah, and working for someone else is it, when you are really doing what what you your calling or your passion is. It feels like it. And that's how you know. It, it's a feeling that you get, and you it's something that you can do, and um, and you feel so much um gratitude and 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 benefit from for me what i do in my nine to five doesn't give me that same feeling as to when i am speaking or i am being a um consultant or whatever it is that my my um my businesses that for me it's like on another level that you it's just it's a totally different feeling and it's not to knock anyone that works nine to five and being an entrepreneur is not for everyone, <laughs> but for mm-hmm. me, I just felt that this is what I am supposed to be doing, and it feels good, and I enjoy doing it. Um, and then uh, before I get you off the, off the phone, uh, before we end the show, I wanted to touch on knowing when to say no to clients, because uh, all money is not good money, and uh, as an entrepreneur, we 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 obviously is in the business of making money because that that's how we we pay our bills but has there ever been a time or when did you know instinctively that you know what this is not going to work whether the person is too difficult their expectations or or having that sense of knowing okay i need to walk away from this have you ever had to experience that i have and the thing that i always stress with people is that when you hire someone you have to do something for you be, out of because you don't know what's going on. You have to subordinate mm-hmm. yourself to the teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some people who do not know how to get out of their own head. Some people feel that they know everything. I'm like, well, if you know this already, why did you hire me? And, and a lot of it has to do with ego. Some people are so, um, they're so afraid that they feel they have to compensate for their fear with ego. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that. Okay, well, fine, since you know. Then you you got it. <laughs> so that's probably that that's that's something. Yeah, people who you hired me to instruct, but you're in, instructing me and you're trying to tell me how to do what I know works for you. Then fine, I'll leave you to your own devices. Or maybe people who have negative vibes. There are some people who just don't want help; they just want attention. And you know, well, unless I'm on stage, I'm not here for your entertainment. So, you know, if you hired me to, to coach you, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, to coach you in something, then allow me to coach you. Don't get in your way or mine because also this is my name. This, this is my reputation. So if something mm-hmm. didn't work for you and then the people, and, and it's because you were clowning and then people ask, oh, well, who did you work with? No, don't, I don't want you saying that you work with me and I called you to do all that. So I have to, you have to protect your own reputation as a business person too. So, again, like you said, all money isn't good money. And if you feel that a client is damaging to your reputation or could potentially cause that, you have to walk away. A lot of people mm-hmm. feel that, you know what, I'll just do it this time. And you know what, and sometimes you have to just say, let me get, let me refund you. <laughs> it's like, you know what? <laughs> oh, that's one thing I don't do. I don't refund you. <laughs> It's like after the first encounter, it's all, no, I can't, I can't. This 
going to be a, a great fit for the both of us. And you have to be okay with, with, with mm-hmm. walking away and saying, no, thank mm-hmm. you, thanks, but no thanks. Because like you said, it does affect your business and people word of mouth. It's like when you're in mm-hmm. this business, it's all about um, passing on and word of mouth and referrals. And if someone had a bad experience, and, it's, and it could be nothing to do with you all about that person, mm-hmm. they will go and tell, don't go to that person. Yeah, I had that happen once a couple years ago. It was a, she was being positive, but I, I wish she wasn't. There was a student who I had. She was a voice student. And we literally had two sessions, just two sessions, and they were two little 30-minute sessions. She was, she had a great attitude about singing, just the voice didn't match. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so we, uh, we were at a place, there was a, a show I was doing, and the show had an open mic se- session at the end. She felt confident enough to go and perform <laughs> after only two oh sessions. And she told everyone there, a couple hundred people in the room, yes, and this is my teacher. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this one because people would probably thought that we had been training for a length of time and it had only been <laughs> an hour total. And oh my That's goodness! That's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's like yeah, no. If you can recall, yeah. If, if oh my goodness, if you can recall Roseanne singing the Star Spangled Banner, just picture that. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, it, it, it was it, yeah. It, it, it was it, it wasn't that great. It was it was pretty bad. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna have to start giving more caveats to uh, <laughs> more disclaimer statements <laughs> in advance. So that was a lesson I learned. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want her to feel bad, so I didn't say anything, yeah. but I felt bad. <laughs> so you have to make sure that you reiterate to your students, you know, don't get overzealous and start performing after only one week of, <laughs> of coaching. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> yes, and, and, and please, and don't do it to me. <laughs> don't put my name on that. <laughs> Yeah, so, so exactly. So it's one of those things where you have to be very, very careful about what you put your name on or, or how your reputation mm-hmm. can be affected by every client you take because you never know what they're going to go do. And you might that end up at a mutual place. <laughs> you know, what's the likelihood, but it happened to me. Where you can, it, yeah. It so. happens. <laughs> oh, it happens. I know all too well. Uh, Marva, what mm-hmm. do you have coming up? Do you have anything coming up for listeners that they want to um, come and see you perform or you have any events or if they are just interested in your services, how do they contact you? Absolutely. So you can email me at margo, M-A-R-G-O, at completepackagecoaching.com. My website is completepackagecoaching.com. Dot com and all my services and rates are listed there and also more contact information. I have a show next Saturday, March 9th. Mm-hmm. There's two shows, at a, two, a, a 2 o'clock and a 5 o'clock show with the Spa Theater, and it's going to be at the Township Center at 2853 165th Street in Hammond, Indiana. Um, and then I have a fashion show fundraiser that's going to be April 14th with the Fashion Connection Incorporated. And, mm-hmm. again, feel free to email me for more information about that. Um, again, it's margo at completepackagecoaching.com. You can text me at 312-805-6338. Mm-hmm. 
there's easy ways to get in touch with me or just go to my website, www.completepackagecoaching.com. All right. Thank you so much, Margot. It has been wonderful having you as a guest today. It's been a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. No problem. Thank you so much. And you know what? Um, Hold on one moment, okay, Margot? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, that concludes the show uh, for today, What's Your Why, um, with our uh, special guest, Margot. I will provide her email address. Um, I will put it on social media as well as her her website information as well. She did list a few um, upcoming events that she has, and I'll put that on the web um, out on social media. And very interesting conversation. Good, good, good conversation. Uh, we touched on a lot of different things. I hope you guys find this to be very helpful for you. Um, I know that every time that Margot and I have an opportunity to talk and interact, it's, it's all, it's the time will go by uh, so fast. So until next week, next week, uh, my guest will be Brandy Davis and, um, She's going to talk all about her web design uh, business and, and branding, and she uh, is the, the brains and beauty behind uh, my logo, the What's Next conference, um, as well as Embrace Your Beautiful Women's Retreat. Um, she's also the designer of my website, um, my logo, Monica L. Garrison, so obviously I had to have her on the show as well as talk about um, all of the um, creative um, aspects that she covers. Uh, so that will be next Thursday. And um, interesting, I want to leave you guys with uh, what I started with. Spend some time focusing on you and not so much as to what the next person is doing. And also invest, 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 invest in yourself. Invest in a coach. Invest in whatever aspect of your life that you are looking to improve because it, it's, as Margo said, it is um, very critical and you are a investment and it will yield such great um, results when you spend that time, effort to improve. So until next week, guys, enjoy your weekend and I will talk to you next Thursday. Thank mm-hmm. you.